Good morning, everyone. Woo! Boy, it's so good to be back here at New Life Fellowship. Uh, man, I tell you, I love this church so very much. And my wife and family knows how much I love it. So when it's time for me to come this way to San Antonio from Austin, it's a delightful day. I get excited. And it seems like, and it seems like um, some of you are real excited today about what the Lord has done in your life. Amen. You know, we try to make everything pretty, the package, you know, and, and do the right things to be nice and cordial and all that. That's good. But there's nothing like introducing someone to the Lord Jesus Christ in a way that they've never experienced before. Amen. <laughs> I like to share this real quick. Uh, I had the privilege when I was um, around 19, 20 years old, I had the privilege of, of leading the world's strongest man to the Lord. Uh, he's actually in the Guinness Book of World Record. Uh, he had bench pressed 800 pounds, reverse grip like this. And so when he would I mean, he, he was Filipino and Samoan, so his arms were like little short stacks, but, you know, dynamite, you know, about this wide, right? And um, whenever he pumped that iron, he just had to go from here to here, Boom, and that'd be one, because <laughs> his little arms are short, you know? So, you know, he walks around like Jurassic Park, you know, kind of dinosaur, you know, he's kind of like this. And in fact, I was at Louie's cafeteria with him, and have you seen those big, wide, long tables? I mean, those big, round tables that they have at Louie's. So we were eating, and I thought, man, <laughs> I thought, we're, we're excited about being here. We're going to eat some good food. And uh, I noticed that Anthony, he was on the other side of the table, and he was going, <laughs> and I was going, well, what's he snorting about? Well, the salt and pepper shaker was right in the middle of the table. <laughs> and with those little arms, he, <laughs> he couldn't reach, you know. And uh, I thought, well, I'll just help him out. So I just kind of moved on over. But I had the privilege of baptizing him in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And uh, so now they've given me the title of the world's strongest baptizer. Okay, would anybody t Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Thank God for buoyancy and water. Amen. <laughs> Yeah, I tell you. So, I, you know, as he had to just do this to lift that weight, I just had to go poof and baptize him. And, boy, it looked really good, you know. Somebody is my, my size, my shape, baptizing this guy. Yeah, um, so interesting enough, 5 foot 8 inches tall, 320 pounds, 64 inch uh, arms, or 64 inch, yeah. And his waist uh, wasn't, uh, 38 inch arms, I believe. And then, but anyway... Go, go look at it sometime. The world's strongest man, Anthony Clark. But the beautiful thing was, that kind of is in theme of what we're going to be talking a little bit about today, and about what you're experiencing with what um, they were just talking about this event that's coming up, is Anthony was a bouncer of a teenage nightclub. And so here I am, I'm 19 years old, I'm youth pastoring 120 kids at 19, I mean, I was burning the candle at both ends all day long, just loving the Lord, you know, and, you know, everybody needs to be saved, and if you're not, you know, like this, and you're not right, <laughs> and right or wrong, I was just pushing, 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 pushing. And then when I saw this big man walk up to me, and as we were witnessing to the kids that were going into this nightclub, as they were walking in, we're telling them, you need the Lord Jesus. Jesus loves you. Why don't you come to church with us? And, you know, some of them would do this and that and all these other kind of little gestures, you know. But, man, we just stood right there, just knowing that we were doing the right thing. So here comes the bouncer. Walks up to me. Starts snorting. He said, uh, you can't be here. And I said, why not? And he said, 
well, you just need to leave. And I said, you know what? I was told that you love the Lord Jesus Christ, and you probably shouldn't be a bouncer protecting these kids to party like this. What do you think? <laughs> Took one step back, <laughs> looking, for the, <laughs> looking for the left. <laughs> and, uh, and you know something? He started to cry. He started to cry. He has such a tender heart. And right there, he repented of his sins, gave his life to the Lord, and then soon after that, I baptized him in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> Folks, out of that one individual right there that got saved, we traveled all over the United States getting into high schools. High schools would let the world's strongest man in, and then the world's skinniest man would come in behind him, <laughs> you know, and do what? Provide free pizza to all the kids. So we would go to a high school in San Diego, California, is where we had our greatest revival. We spoke, we spoke to uh, uh, 42,000 kids in high schools and junior highs over a three-day weekend, or a three-day period in, in a week. And those kids, we always got 1%. 1% at least came to the services. And when they came to our service, we fed them free pizza, and they were excited, you know, free pizza. And then we gave them the gospel, and we saw many, many, many kids uh, turn to the Lord. Many kids. And in San Diego alone, seven kids came in off the streets. And as they were walking in, they were all holding hands, and they'd come from a teenage runaway center. And as we began to pray with them, each one of them got baptized. Each one of them gave their life to the Lord, all but one. Well, guess who that one was? A backslidden Christian. <laughs> Somebody that already knew the truth and knew they needed the Lord and backed away from it. I'm going to say this because I feel very strong to say this in the very beginning. There are some teenagers and young people in here. You're going to find your identity in Christ at a very early age. And let me tell you something. It's going to identify you. Well, I don't want that to identify me. I'm having my fun. You're going to, see the, you're going to have the overwhelming need and feeling to be able to connect with the Lord because of your circumstances that you're facing in your life. You're facing all kinds of peer pressure like you never have before. And just remember, there's other people out there like Anthony Clark and that know what it's like to give their life to the Lord at a very early age, surrender to it, knowing that that's who you are and what you are because that's where your parents brought you to or that's where you found yourself by being at this church or a church. And you know that it's the right thing. And you might as well just surrender to it now. Well, I don't want to. I don't either. <laughs> but we're going to talk about that today, about your heart. But surrendering to it now, you may see many, many souls saved. And so this event that we're talking about, the name of it again? City Quake, City Quake that's coming up. Highly, highly consider going to that. Uh, I'm not your pastor, of course, and I'm, I'm not on staff here. I'm kind of a busy evangelist that's been knowing this house for over 25 years. Preached that long ago. Some people that remember that. And, uh, but I'm here in the will of God today. There's no doubt in my mind. And I'm very excited to share with you some things on my heart to share with the house today. And everybody said? Yeah, I like how y'all give a little kick every once in a while. I've seen some of y'all out there. I like that. <laughs> Amen. If you have your Bibles, turn with me, please, to the book of Jeremiah, the 17th chapter verse 9 and 10. Now, if you'll cue that and get that ready, but let's go to Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 first. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, and if you would put that up on the board first, uh, I would appreciate it. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. Okay, that's easier said than done. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. 
So go back to five again. Trust in the Lord with all of your, and everybody say heart, and lean not to your own understanding. Amen. That's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. This morning I want to talk about trusting the Lord with a deceitful heart. With a deceitful heart. The Bible says that the heart is wicked and deceitful. Our heart is. Now when we talk about heart, the Bible is talking about the mind, body, soul, and spirit connected together. These things are what's considered the heart. So whenever we're speaking about the heart, we're talking about our whole being. Have you ever thought what it would be like, you good Christian people that have done the right thing for a long time? You attend church, you bring your family to church, uh, you love the Lord, you really do. Have you ever thought about what you would look like if you took one day and trusted him with all of your heart? Just that one day. Take one single day and everything that was said and done, you sought the Lord in a spirit of prayer. So I want to submit something. I personally believe that the greatest deception of all time is for people to think that they can live a Christian life without praying. And why would somebody want to start their day without seeking the Lord for your instruction for the day, amen, without doing that and realize that you or think that you're going to get better results? Yeah, we all do it, don't we? It's like we get up, and I think that that's probably the most selfish thing that probably we could do as believers is start out a day without asking the Lord, what would you have me to do today? <laughs> what do you want to give me? What do you want me to do? What do you want me to say? At least doing what? Seeking with all of our hearts. I think that there's going to be a transformation of your identity whenever we start doing that alone. Transformation of identity when you start seeking him before yourself. Start seeking him before you seek anything else for the day. That you trust in him with all of your heart to believe that he's going to tell you what to do. He's going to tell you where to go. He's going to tell you what job to get. He's, you're going to feel an impression. And you're going to feel a feeling. And you're going to be stepping in the steps that are going to lead you to the right things that he's called you to do. And everybody said amen. You would think, well, Brother Rick, we all know that we should pray. We all know that we should trust the Lord, but do we really do it? Do we really set ourselves and our eyes like flint, as the Bible talks about, and really set on that mark that I am going to be the believer today to trust him with all that I have? I'll have to tell you, in that moment that I had the privilege of leading Anthony Clark to the Lord, I'll be honest with you, I was a little nervous, but I felt the Lord tell me, you were to take all of your kids out that will go out and witness just start telling people about the Lord. So we found a need. There's the need. Kids are going there to do things they shouldn't be doing in this club. Uh, and so there's the need, and that's where we'll go. So as we're standing there, there are people throwing stuff at us, people doing this. I'm telling you, we had everything imaginable to distract us that day from getting to the place where the people were that needed us. They needed the Lord. And everybody said amen. amen. When you start beginning to battle in your flesh, and your heart starts saying things contrary to what the Word of God says, and you know it, then you know you're in the battle for the good. Then you know that you're in the place to where the Lord is leading you to because there's resistance. 
I'm telling you, it's been a long time that I have fought a battle to be here today like the Lord fought me. Can I get a witness? I'm telling you, it blow your mind everything that I've experienced within the last 48 hours that I've never experienced because I believe today that God's Word is going to go forth again. Somebody's going to attach to it and understand it. And you have the ability by one person that you lead to the Lord, one individual that gets saved because of your obedience is going to turn the lives of many, many hundreds of people just like it did Anthony Clark, the world's strongest man. Let me remind you that you are... God is no respecter of persons. If he can use me, he can use you. You're not the tail, you're the head, amen? The Bible says that he gives us the power and the authority to overcome all things. The power is in your hands. All the thing that's lacking is a trust factor. Trust the Lord that he'll put the right words in your mouth. Trust the Lord that he'll put the right things to say, the right things to do. And when you do that and you trust him, things will come out of your mouth like they never have before. You will say things and you'll look around and look in a mirror and say, what in the world just came out of your mouth? I can't believe you just said that. That sounded like the man of God saying that. That sounded like somebody else. And you're going to realize because you simply waited on the Lord to listen to his voice and believe and trust that what he tells you to do is going to activate. I'm telling you, I have done this before, and I thought, why in the world am I about to say this, and I'm going to trust? And the, what seems to me, something that's very simple, somebody's going, whoo, that'll preach. I thought, man, I didn't even say anything, you know, because the Lord knows. He's looking for open vessels, vessels that he can pour into, not half vessels, not three-quarter vessels. He's looking for a whole heart to be able to change and maneuver and to make and, to, and, to, and set free. This is my belief today. There's a lot of us, you just don't have the power and authority because you haven't been set free. If that's you today, then today is your day. Today is your day to deal with that one battle that's going on right now. The very thing that you've been saying, I cannot overcome, you'll overcome today. The very thing that you said, it will never happen for me, it will happen for you today. The very thing that you didn't think that God would ever use you to do, he's going to turn that around and use you because you're simply, in the morning when you wake up, Lord, I give you my whole heart. I give you my whole heart. I give you my whole mind. I give you my whole body. I give you my whole soul. I give it all to you, Lord, today to say and do and do the things that you've called me to do for this day. I wonder if anybody believes that if God can do it for me, he can do it for you. Some of you, <laughs> amen. I want to apologize to each and every one of you on behalf of all churches and all leaders in America especially. I want to apologize to you. We showed you by denominations that it was about the hierarchy of one man or one angel or one individual. We have done that to a culture for you to believe that is in an access of one individual. Break it down, Brother Rick. Your pastor. You think that everything rises and falls on him. You think everything rises and falls on the individual man that's supposed to feed us. The man that's supposed to counsel us. The one that's supposed to give us the instruction. For all you good Catholics out there that have been there, you know that if you go to confession, you're talking to a 
priest. How many of you have ever been in one of those confession booths before, by the way? I'm just curious. Oh, really? Wow. It, is it kind of scary? I mean, I'm just, I mean, I'm just, if I'm about to tell somebody all my, you know, stuff, <laughs> I'm thinking a little, <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in a little tight corner to be able to share some stuff like this. Amen? How many of you ever had a priest uh, open the door and come in and visit with you? Yeah. Okay, thank you. My point is, the Lord Jesus Christ came to us to relieve us from all religion. All religion. He came and it delivered us from all religious thinking, all religious activity. There is a religious spirit that has come upon many people because you were told, if he says it, then you do it. Amen. If the angel speaks it, you do it. If the pastor says it, you do it. Without the emphasis being on that you are an individual, a child of God that loves the Lord, you're the one that the Lord speaks to. You do not have to go through a mediator. You do not have to go through a confession booth. You do not. You can go right to the throne of God because he is your savior. He saved your soul. He brought you out of the miry clay. He's the one that turns your face to, to, to the right and to the light. And he gave you the power and the authority to be one with him in every day and every situation. Say this with me. I am one. With the Lord Jesus Christ. So he's given you the power and the authority because of who he is. And everybody said amen. 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 In Jeremiah, the 17th chapter, the Bible says in verse 9, The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? Verse 10, I, the Lord, search the heart and examine the mind toward each person according to that conduct, according to their deeds and deserve. Back up just a little bit. The heart is deceitful above all things. The heart, the heart of the soul and the being of who we are. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says this. It says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not to your own understanding. Amen. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not to your own understanding. Acknowledging him in all of your ways and he will make your paths straight. The Lord said that. That's Bible. So if we trust in him for all things, I trust him for my job. I trust him for, for what I'm going to drive. I trust him for when I get up in the morning that he's going to give me the wisdom to know to do what I need to do for this day. For my children's sake, Lord, you've given me that that wisdom and understanding. I'm trusting you for everything I do. I'm trusting you for my future. I'm trusting you for my soulmate, the person that you will bring into my life. I trust you with that, Lord. I trust you for where I hear the gospel preached so that I know I'm living and I'm, and I'm believing that you are giving me the word that I need every day. I'm trusting for the people that I talk to, that you'll give me the words and the wisdom to be able to speak into their lives that changed my life. And everybody said amen. Anthony Clark told me that that was the very day, the day that he was showing up as the, as the um, bouncer of that nightclub, that was the day that he was supposed to be off. He was not supposed to come in that day. It wasn't by accident. But let me tell you how the paths were crossing. It was me in the morning saying, man, I don't want to be the youth pastor today. <laughs> man, I, man, I don't want to deal with all these kids. Man, I really don't want to go out. I really don't want to lead these kids to the Lord. 
and here's the guy right here that we're about to affect. And I, I really just don't want to do it. I'm just tired, and I've got all these kids, and, and then all of a sudden, I force myself to be obedient to what I know the Lord wanted me to do that day, and then boom, we meet him, and then it hits me. Oh, if, it, if it's not a challenge, then it's not of any effect. So here's big boy looking at me. He just wanted to just thump me like a pencil, you know, just boom, just thump me. And he didn't because of the Lord. I believe that people in here today, that there are walks of life and places you should be and doing and going, that the Lord is setting it up for one of the greatest revivals that will ever take place in that person's life and in their family's lives. You'd say, well, who are those people? They're right around you. They're, they're just absolutely right around you. Because those are the people that need Jesus. It's your, it's your teacher. It's the bus driver. Amen? It's the people that come in all walks of life. Your friends, your family, your mom, your dad. Let me tell you something, folks. When a miracle takes place, it doesn't take a lot of people to believe in God. Amen? I mean, it doesn't really, you don't really have to try as hard when they see that somebody's got a crippled arm and all of a sudden we pray for them and it just stretches out. We've seen that, amen? It doesn't, it's not, those kind of things. The Bible says that miracles are for the unbeliever. It's for those that don't believe. Many of you, you discount your life, you discount who you are in the Lord to believe that when people look at you, you are an absolute miracle. What they're seeing is somebody that was destined for hell. You were destined for grave. You were destined for anything but but uh, living for the Lord, you were destined for that. And then all of a sudden, your circumstances start messing with you. It starts making you a little uncomfortable. You start realizing maybe there's more to life than just pursuing my goals, my dreams, what I want to do. And you realize there's a little pain that's being involved. I'm, I believe today that there are ears, ears that are listening right now that your life is going to be absolutely changed just by you placing your faith and your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ today. Just today, this day, even teenagers that are in here today, you never thought that you would actually believe and obey, but you're dealing with more pressure than you've ever dealt before or that anybody has ever seen. You're constantly being bombarded with the world's idea of who you should be. You're constantly being bombarded by the way you should think, by the way that you should give your attention to video games. I get that. I mean, you're being bombarded. And you would think, well, there's nothing wrong with that. You're right. In moderation. Amen? But this is the thing that's been capitalizing your mind is I've got to dress this way. I've got to act this way. I've got to be this. Listen, I remember sitting right there on the pew and during that time when they were preaching, and I was thinking, this is something bigger than me that I can grab onto and I can make my identity in him. Amen. I felt that that just like settled on somebody. You say, well, not me because nobody even knows I'm here. Wrong. Not me because I'm not worth anything because I've been told that. Wrong. Not me because I'm just in 8th grade, ninth grade, 10th grade, and nobody really knows what I'm about. Wrong. Let me tell you something. When the seed, first of all, there has to be death to yourself. You have to die to your own ideas, your own will, what you want in life. 
But Brother Rick, that's hard because I have goals. I understand that. But when you do that because of the pain that you are dealing with, Anthony used to say this. He used to say, by the way, Anthony Clark passed away. His heart popped. He had lifted so much weight, and, and he passed away. And that's been about, about 12 or 13 years ago. It's hard to believe it's been that long. But he used, to, he used to talk about when you are down and out, when you have dealt with things, pain in your life, then when you look up to somebody who says, I'm your Lord, I'm your Savior, you can trust me. You can't feel, teach, or you can't touch. And he says, I'm going to make you strong. I'm going to love you like no one has ever loved you before. I'm here to tell you something. I don't want to go into too much detail. But his father used to string him up in the middle of their living room and with, with his hands tied and lift him up and, and used to just beat him until, until he, he, he couldn't accept it anymore and just tear him up. He used to testify to this to kids all throughout these high schools and places we'd go to. I never thought that people could identify with that because that didn't happen to me. But he said that was the reason why he started seeking the Lord because a preacher told him that he is the rock. He is the refuge. He is the one that loves him when nobody else loves him. That's what caused him to seek the Lord was the pain in his life. And that's why he would always say, if there's no pain, there's no gain. And he would teach that all the time about lifting weights. If there's no pain, there's no gain. The only way that I can lift 800 pounds is because there was pain and then I get the gain. And we would turn that around and talk to kids and teenagers that the pain that you're dealing with will be for the good. It will be for the good. There are young people here today that you are going to be making a decision and maybe even adults here today that this day, on this day, I'm turning it all over to Jesus. I'm just going to trust. You say, but I don't have anything really to join. I don't have anything to really to go to. He didn't say you need to join anything. He just said you just need to surrender your heart. Surrender what the Lord already knows is wicked. What he made and he already knows is not on the level. Are you with me? It's not right. It will deceive you into all things. But at this place today, your peace, the peace that's going to come to you is because of a simple prayer that you will pray today and say, Lord, I give you my whole heart. I give you my whole life. I turn my life over to you. I mean, I have seen young people scream and yell and fight because they know that it's the answer. And they'll run from the truth. And the, Lord, and the Lord loves them. He wants to help them. But there'll be those that will surrender to this today because you know that you've got to have it. There's no other way you're going to make it but to trust in him and to have the Lord love on you and to give you the power and the authority that you need to be able to handle every foul spirit that comes to your mind through school and through work and through people in general. Whereas now God is going to put you in a place that you've never been before. Can I tell you what the most disgusting thing in the world is to see, in my opinion? The most disgusting thing in the world is for somebody to have a sword laying down in front of them and not be able to use it. The Bible says that the Word of God is the sword. It's the what cuts. It's what cuts in the heart. So when the Lord starts cutting in the heart a little bit like he is today, and I see a little bit of conviction on some of you great young people, I'm telling you something, you are going to be the revivalist. You're going to be the ones that are going to see people saved and delivered and set free. 
You're the one with the authority. And today, the proverbial uh, sword is going to be right there in front of you for you to pick up and do something with it. What does that mean, Brother Rick? It means before you leave today, you say, Lord, I'm so weak. I've been through so much. I just can't do this anymore. And that preacher just said that I can give my whole heart to you and that you will make me a new person in Christ and old things will be passed away and all things will become new. And I am going to be the head and not the tail. What's interesting is, folks, is I had a lot of respect from a lot of people. And when that respect started coming to me because of who I was standing for in the Lord, I had a few that would make fun of me. I would have a few that say, well, just go talk to him. He'll pray for you and say things like that. But it didn't matter anymore because my true identity, identity was the most important thing that could ever happen to me. I just became one with the master. I just became one that this is all about. The reason that we're here and this one loves me no matter how old I am, no matter who I am, no matter what I've done. Did you hear me? No matter what you have done, the Lord already knew what you were going to do. He already knew what you were going to say. He already knew what you were going to be a part of. He already knew all that. And the beautiful thing is he still loves you. He still cares about you. He loves you more than most people could ever love you. Why? Because he cares. He loves your soul. And you've been fighting thinking, Lord, I'm not good enough. I'm not good like those people are at the church. Or I can't really give up where I'm at right now. And he's saying, I got you back. Just take the first step. Take the first step. I've got your back. Woo! I want to tell you, folks, it's, one of the, it's the greatest privilege in the world to be able to speak to people. But if you don't have a little substance behind you and a little belief and confidence that the Lord is doing what he said he'll do, then it's to no effect. And I'm telling you, what I see right now is people of all walks of life right now, all walks of life, receiving this word to say, you know what? That's my identity. And somehow I missed it. Somehow I don't feel confident to do it. Even as I'm speaking right now, I'm coming under a tremendous attack. I am. It's because the word of God is going forth. Amen. And because truth is, is that somebody today is going to turn their life to him. Amen. 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 How many is feeling something right now? Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. (coughs) Sorry about that. (coughs) Can I get a chair? Up here, please. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. I don't think I've ever done this. (laughs) I'm going to sit here and finish up my thoughts. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. It's about time that we, the people, be more than just saints living and people that are, are just or in the, or in the house. It's about time that we take authority like we've never taken before. Listen, I want to tell you something. If you're a teenager in here right now, 
and this is talking to you and ministering to you because you know that there's a greater purpose, I want you to raise your hand. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. I see your hand. Thank you. That's good to know. Because I want to tell you something. A lot of times, Christian, older Christian people, like me, you know, old, like 55. <laughs> I used to think that was old, 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 old. <laughs> now it's just a little old. <laughs> but we look back and we see, we see where you're at. Um, can you get me some napkins, please? Can you get me some? They're right there. Thank you very much. I'm sorry. Y'all just bear with me. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, brother. Amen. Amen. Thank you. I appreciate that. But we have been conditioned to live a certain way in the realm of church and church people. And we have been taught that all the church people do the church stuff, like the pastor, the associate pastor, the youth pastor. And we have not been able to really be taught and believe that the Lord wants us to do everything that the pastor does as well. And especially the evangelist, the people that are preaching and ministering and talking to people, that becomes you. You are the agents of revival. You are the reason why revival will really take place. And what is revival? Adding more people to the church. Just like with Anthony, just because of that one obedience to do something that I didn't think I could do, many, many souls have been saved through the ministry that we were able to, to accomplish by getting into schools. Did you hear me? Public schools. <laughs> Public schools were letting us come in because of one man's great feat of being able to lift weights. That's what got us in there. And it's amazing to think that something like that could take place in, in the public setting. And that's why the Lord is wanting to show himself greater and better than anybody else is through you. you know, all the young people that are in here right now, you are the agent of revival. You are the reason why, because you will accept what's being said and preached, and you will turn your life over. Why? Because the pain is too much. You've been identified with something that you're not to be a part of. It doesn't make sense. You shouldn't have to feel that way. You shouldn't have to do those things and say those things. And whereas today you realize, I can be the agent for Jesus Christ. I can be the Christian that he's called me to be. It does not matter what the guy says in second period. It doesn't matter what the lady says in fourth period. It doesn't matter what anybody says or calls me. Now they're going to start calling me a Christian believer, an anointed believer. And let me tell you something. When you get to the place to where you start laying hands on people and they begin to be healed and they begin to be delivered or they feel better because you pray for them then you're going to know that your faith has matched your deeds then you're going to know that you're at the right place you're supposed to be this idea that you're not going to be used of the lord and you can't be used of god is a lie from the pits of hell that's the devil himself boy you got energy and you'll have the faith to believe you don't have this old people's faith where you just go to church and you feel like you've done something no 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 you realize that it's going to be warrior that you got to pick up your sword every single day when you go to that place 
Now you may say, but Brother Rick, I don't want to do that. I don't want to go there. I don't want to be the warrior. I just want to be the one that receives and just accepts everything and just get by. But I'm here to tell you, you have a choice today. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day you make up your mind. Because I'm telling you, if you don't get into the flow, you're going to get ran over. If you don't get into the flow, they're going to just walk right over you. And they're just going to stomp on you. Why? Because you've got to be in the flow of who you are. I'm here to tell you today that you're an anointed vessel of Jesus Christ. People will respect what you have because of you and what they're going to see. Can you imagine if you started speaking what the Lord told you to say? Just walk in and start speaking it to your friends. Let me tell you something. It's not just what you say. It's going to be the power behind how you say it and what you say. Why? Because you're going to seek the Lord with all of your heart in the beginning of your day. And you're going to know what to say and what to do. And let me tell you something. What's a beautiful thing about all of this? And hear me out, young people, especially our young teenage girls. Hear me out. One of the most beautiful things that's going to happen, you're not going to want to destroy yourself anymore. You're not going to want to harm yourself anymore. You've identified with the very reason that you were made. And the Lord Jesus is going to back you up by what you say. He's going to back you up by what you do. And you're going to start seeing people that are coming to you for advice and help because they really believe that you have the truth. And then what happens whenever you begin to pray for them and they get healed or they had a headache and you pray and they don't no longer have a headache, then they start believing in you. Jesus used miracles for people to be healed and saved and delivered. Jesus did that. The miracles were for who? The unbelievers. Thank you. The miracles were for the unbelievers. It's for when that happens. Let me tell you something. What you're fighting right now in your flesh, not to accept what's being said, that fight in the flesh, fooey on that. I'm telling you, you can tell the flesh today, you take a back seat, buddy. Man, you get behind me, Satan. I know I'm hearing the truth. And some of you that are in the depressed time of your life, you're in pain, you're hurting, you haven't been able to find your identity, and you're just kind of floating along, and you're just playing games and doing things. Let me tell you something. Thank you, because you are in the greatest place you could be for a new beginning today. It's those that think they got it all together. They think that they are because their parents are good or their family's good, that everything's okay. Those are the ones that will miss it. But it's you with the pain because today, just like Anthony said, you are going to gain from your pain. The pain of insecurity. I rebuke that spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. When you know who you are, you don't worry about insecurities anymore. When you know who you are in the Lord, why? Because you sought him in the morning. You trusted him in the morning. You said, I'm going to take that scripture and I'm going to believe it. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. I'm not going to lean to my own understanding. I'm going to acknowledge him in all of my ways, knowing that he is going to make my path straight. Amen. How many teenagers in here today will take the challenge to do that for the first time in your life like never before? Raise your hand. Do I have one? One, two, three, four, five, six. That's awesome. That's awesome. (laughs) 
Let me tell you something. If you feel like you're in a deep hole and you just can't climb out of it because you just feel so much guilt and you feel so much shame, thank you for being here today. Thank you for being here today. You are at the right place. You are the right person to be here. Because the big the, 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 the clash is taking place. Here comes this clash of where you're at in your life that we've all been through in some form or fashion. Pain, insecurity, don't know what to say, don't know what to do, don't know who to be a part of. And then I've been attacked and I've had this, thank you. Because today all of that comes to one thing, and that's revival for your soul. A change that's going to take place. You may think it's uncool, but I'm here to tell you it's going to be cool. It's going to be really cool to be able to know the Lord in the way that you never thought you would ever know him. Why? Because there's going to be power and authority behind who you are and what you do. People want what you have. They're going to want to believe with you. And it's just that one step of faith to reach out. It don't matter what nationality you are. It doesn't matter what, what grade you're in. Are you with me? It doesn't matter at all. If the Lord could use David, the little king, David, if he could use him, he can use you. Amen. If he can use Anthony Clark, he can use you. There are, he is no respecter of persons. Amen. Wouldn't it be awesome if we had one of the greatest teenage revivals in the history of all mankind started right here? Started right here. Well, Ricky, you don't understand. They're not all cool, you know, and we don't want them coming in. There's another church right down the street. Amen. <laughs> another place. Let me tell you something. One thing I know about this church, you're all welcome. You're welcome right where you are. And I want to tell you, the enemy is fighting for your soul. And I got his number. I got his number. Amen. And I know exactly what he wants to do. And I know exactly what will relieve the pressure and the pain that you're dealing with. And that's surrendering to the Lord Jesus Christ today. If you surrender to the Lord Jesus Christ today, Mr. and Mrs. Teenager, you are going to see the beginning of a new life like never before. You're going to find the greatest purpose that you have ever found before. You are not going to be depressed anymore. You're not going to feel insecure anymore. Why? Because you know who you are in Jesus Christ. You know who you are in the Lord. And I'm telling you, even your family members are going to see a difference, and they're going to want what you have. Whew. Amen. Amen. Come on, can I get a witness? There's some teenagers, you're receiving this. It's actually getting into your spirit, and you're receiving this. Would you, have the, would you be the man or woman enough to raise your hand? Thank you, dear. Thank you, dear. Thank you. Four, five. Who else over here that I didn't see? Six. Thank you, sir. Seven. Thank you. Amen. This is awesome. Let me, let me, be, let me be assured and assure you of something. All the adults and everybody that's here today and visitors, God bless you for being here. Thank you very much. <laughs> but let me be clear about something. What you're hearing today is the, is the live word of God that will go into the hearts and souls of young people that you, honestly, they were thinking about ending their lives. It's that kind of pressure, folks. It's that kind of stuff that's going on. Let me tell you something. Do you know the story of the two dogs? You got the mean dog and then the sweet dog. And everybody's got these two dogs, you know, in their life, inside their heart. Here's the mean dog. And then you got the little dog. He's nice, but, you know, his, his bark is a little less than <laughs> what it should be. But then you got the, you got the mean dog in there. Now, 
which one of these dogs would you feed? Would you feed the mean dog? Or would you feed the happy dog? The good dog. Now he's little. He's not as big as the big one, but he's little. Mean dog or happy dog? Mean dog or good dog? Young people, listen. I'm going to break this down. The more you feed the big dog, the evil dog, the more it's going to be a challenge for you to be the overcomer you need to be. It just makes sense. The more you put your mind to where you should dress, the way you should act, watching the games and, and doing this and doing that and, and, and whenever you should be in another place, that's when the enemy is trying to take your soul. He's using the little things that the social uh, society says it's okay to do. It's okay to do that. You can go to that place. You can do that. Yeah. It's okay to, to, get the, to joke around a little bit with the people or, you know what, you always like that guy. He just wants to take you over to his house. He just wants to visit. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying. Let me tell you something. It's right there. The day that you made up your mind to make Jesus everything in your life. The very thing that we should have been doing as adults. And I apologize if we haven't done it like we should to be the example. I apologize on the church's behalf of putting all the power in one man, one authority. The people that are supposed to be that way. And not releasing it into the hands of the men and women of God and the young people of God that are in the churches. I'm telling you, my ministry has been all about that. is handing you your sword. Handing you the power, handing you the authority by the preaching of the Word of God. It's not just for the preacher. It's not just for the staff. It's not just for the people that care. It's for you. You're the one that's going to do it. But Brother Rick, I don't really know how to hold that sword. It's really, really heavy. Thank God you're even holding it. We're thankful that you're even putting it in your hands. So when you start swinging, the Lord's going to guide you and lead you to where to swing it. So then this head comes off of something that you didn't need to be a part of. Then this head comes off. Why? Because the Lord is leading your steps as long as you've got the power. When you start swinging and the Lord's behind you, I can assure you it's going to hit its target. It's going to hit its target to the person that's been influencing you the wrong way, and you know it. And the Lord's been telling you to get away. Back off and get away. I'm about to give you a new set of friends. I'm about to give you some people that are going to change your life. And then when people start getting healed, and they start getting delivered, and people start coming for you to prayer, wait a minute, Brother Rick, I'm seventh grade. That's right. I'm eighth grade. That's right. Let me tell you, there's some of you, the more you fight, the stronger the influence and the power of the Lord is going to come for you to help you. It's okay. It's okay. Why? Because it's our nature to not want to witness. It's our nature to not want to be spiritual. It's our nature. Why? That's why the Bible says, I know your heart. And as wicked as it may be, I'm asking you to search me with all of your heart. Lean not to your own thinking, church. Lean not to what we used to do in the past. Lean not to the religious spirits of this world that told us that if we just went to church, you would be okay. Or that was a good thing. You and I both know that's not the truth. Anybody ever deal with a religious spirit before? Man, alive. 
Now, folks, when I'm looking out there, I'm not looking to see if that's in you. I'm just looking around. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> it's easy. Take care now. We're good. But a religious spirit, a religious spirit will zap the anointing out of what God intended for the power to destroy. Yeah, yeah. Because you have no power. So if I do this and I go to Sunday school and I go to church and I go appease my parents by just being there and being apart, then I'm going to be okay. I'm just supposed to go through the motions. Those days are over. And let me tell you, the reason they're over is because the pain you carry and the trouble that you deal with and the things you deal with in life every day, that's not going to help you. It won't. So, Brother Rick, I've been kind of lied to. Yes, you have, and I'm sorry. I apologize. We should be showing you on a daily basis what it's like to walk in the power of the Lord. I don't mean, let me tell you something. You can do this and take the spook out of the spirit. You may want to write that down. (laughs) You can live this life in a powerful, anointed way and take the spook out of the spirit. Meaning you won't be considered a religious nut anymore. You won't be considered somebody that's a holy roller. When you hand somebody something that changes their life, they forget about all the name calling. When you really give them something that brings them power and authority and substance, which Jesus Christ said himself, when you've received me, I will give you the authority. I will give you the anointing. I will give you the power to tread on serpents. I will give you the power to say no to the enemy and the power of this world. I will give you that. That's right. Say, that's me. Say, that's me. No, no, no. I said, say that. Say, that's me. (laughs) Yeah. It is you. It's every single one of us, and especially our teenagers. The power and the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ when you seek him in the morning is going to give you the no-so salvation, not the hope-so salvation. Can I say that again? It's going to give you the no-so salvation and not the hope-so salvation. You know what the hope-so salvation is? I hope I'm going to heaven. I go to church. (laughs) My parents are religious. Yeah. I'm doing all the right things. Yeah. The no-so salvation is this. This is hope-so salvation. Look around. (laughs) Yeah, look around. Hope I'll go to heaven. (laughs) Don't scare me like that, devil. The no-so salvation is today after you make up your mind of who you're going to be and who walk in. Let me tell you something. I see the Lord touching. I see the Lord touching some young people's lives today by this word. And it's just touching me so much because somehow, some way, he got through all that darkness. He got through all that pain. And today the Lord's touching you and has given you hope. And the reason he's given you hope, because you're tired, you're sick and tired of being sick and tired and doing things that the world wants you to do. And today you're saying no more. I don't care if Sally won't do it. I don't care if Susie doesn't do it. I'm going to do it. And I'm going to commit myself to the Lord Jesus Christ today and let him know, it's me, Lord. It's me, Lord. You know who I am right here. Amen. Amen. The Bible says when you give your life to the Lord, old things are passed away and all things become new. How many of you want to be new today? Thank you. How many want to be new over here? Come on, raise your hand. You might as well do it now because you're not going to get by with it. (laughs) Them days are over. Amen. 
Let me tell you something. There's, there, let, me, let, me, let me say something to you young people. Listen, even if you don't respond to God's word today in any form or fashion that somebody thinks you should, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. That's, that's a religious spirit too. Why? Because it doesn't matter what they're thinking. It doesn't matter what sister so-and-so is thinking or brother so-and-so is thinking. It doesn't matter at all. All that matters is that you know you are giving your whole heart to the Lord Jesus Christ and he knows you're doing it. And the greatest thing is, is when the evidence is there. What could be the evidence? The evidence is today. It's when you walk up to this aisle and you walk up to this platform. Somebody says, well, do I have to do that? No. But if you do it, you've just beat the flesh. You just took... You just took a big chunk out of what flesh is trying to do to control you, and you just made your mark. Now guess what? You're a Jesus believer. You're not just a church member. <laughs> now you have the authority and the power that Jesus says you can have so that when you walk back into your school and you walk back into that group, they're going to see something different in your eyes. They're going to know that you've been with the Lord Jesus Christ. You didn't just go to church. You had an experience. How many of you young people, you want an experience like that with the Lord? How many if you want that experience with the Lord today, go ahead and raise your hand. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. That's good. Yes, 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 yes. Revival. You young people that are raising your hand right now, I want, I want all of our young people to just come up here right now. Just come up. Just get up. I'm asking you. I'm, just, I'm asking you as an individual. Let's give them a hand. Let's give them a hand. Come up here. Yeah. These are your warriors, ladies and gentlemen. These are the ones who are going to be carrying the sword. Yeah, just come up. Even if you, don't, even if you weren't responding, just come on up. Yes, 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 yes. Just come up here. And now I want all the singles, everybody that are in their 20s, anybody that wants to come up here or you're, you're in any category at all, you want to come up behind these. That's fine. Come on up. Who else? We have any 20s, any, any people just a little older than our teens? Good. We have these right here. Awesome. Awesome. Let's give them a hand. Listen. Let me tell you something. You guys are beautiful in the eyes of the Lord. He loves you so much. He is so thankful that you're even here and that you're even a part of what he's about to do in all of us. And you're the reason for that. You know, when I look into your eyes, I don't see how tall. I don't see, you know, what you look like or where you come from. All I see is a free agent that's about to be consumed by the Lord Jesus Christ and is about to make multiple disciples just because of who you are when you're skateboarding or when you're out playing. Do y'all skateboard anymore? I don't even see Okay. No? Okay. Good. When you're out among your friends and your people, they're going to sense something different. I want to ask you, it's just us right here. How many of you are on the brink of just ending it all? Or you've thought about it. Just, just, let me just do a little something like this, you know. You just thought about just, I'm done. I don't, have you ever thought that? Anybody ever thought that? Scratch your nose like that. If you, okay, there you go. Thank you. All right. You know, I have too. I have too. The pressure got so much. Guess what the Lord showed me? He said, you never became what I intended you to be, Ricky. I didn't intend you just to be a church member. I intended you to be a warrior for Jesus, for me. I intended you to have it. But Lord, how do you make me a warrior? Your pain. The pain you've been going through is what drives you to be obedient to the Lord. 
That's why you're gaining from your pain today. This isn't a time to be looking at anybody else and what their pain is. It's your pain. It's your pain of insecurity. It's your pain of not being able to comprehend this world or be a part of it. There's something right about it. Somebody told you this is the way you should act and this is what you should do. And you bought into it without knowing the real truth is being a believer and making that commitment. So today, right now, we're going to do that, just us right here. And we're going to make that recommitment to the Lord if you've already made that commitment to Him. And I want you to do this right now. I want you to just bow your heads. I want you to just lift one hand if you can, or two. It doesn't matter. Amen. And I want you to repeat after me. Lord, here I am. Today, I believe you will use me for your glory. Before I, you do that, I've got to surrender my heart. I totally give my heart to you. My mind, body, and soul. Devil, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. You have no authority to lead me astray. I'm a believer in Jesus Christ. I'm bought with the blood of the Lamb. And it will not be penetrated by anything. Because the Lord, the blood covers me. Amen. And everything I've ever done that's not of God, and everything I've done that's not of God, I'm asking for forgiveness. Create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Thank you, Lord. If your word is true, then I've been forgiven of everything I've ever done. And today's the new day. Old things are passed away. And all things become new. Amen. You just made the most important decision of your life right now. Amen. 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 Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. People are standing all over the congregation. And they're doing that because they applaud you for being obedient. But let me tell you what I know. Look at this. Congregation, they plot you. This is what I call true faith. This is what I call having boldness. This is awesome. Come here. Hand you that sword. There's your sword, okay? There's your sword. Now use it for the glory of God. What's the name you'll use it? What's the name? Jesus. That's right. Amen. Here's your sword. Here's your sword. Okay? Old things are passed away and all things become new. There's your sword today. Amen? Come here. Come over here. Come over here. Help. All, all of you guys right here, y'all friends? Okay. We'll get to you first. Here's your sword. Take it and swing wildly. <laughs> Amen? It's the name of Jesus. Old things are passed away and all things become new in your life today. Amen. Here's your sword, dear. Okay? All right? The Lord loves you. And he wants you to know that. There's nothing that's been, ever been said or done that could ever trump or keep him from loving you. He loves you. Amen. Here's your sword. Take it. Here's your sword, dear. You ready? You ready to take it? What's the name that you use with the sword? Jesus. That's it. That's it. Jesus. Here's your sword. Take it. Take it and have faith that when you swing it, it's going to cut the right thing. Amen? Amen. Here's your sword. Did I already give you a sword? You get two swords. Okay. <laughs> Amen. Here's your second sword. Amen. 
The Lord knows you need it too. <laughs> Amen. Is that all right? <laughs> Probably because he knows you'll use it. Amen. I love it. Here's your sword. All right, give me one. Here's your second sword. Amen. <laughs> love it. All right. Here's your sword, sir. Amen. Here's your sword. Take it. Use it. Use it for the glory of God. Here's your sword, sir. You know what your sword's for. You just need to start swinging it. Amen. In the name of the Lord. You already have confidence to know that it can be done. I don't know you. I don't really know you, but I just know that this message is a day that will bring warrior power and authority like never before. Amen. I can see it all over you right now. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for anointing this young man for this day. Glory. He's going to give it to you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You're going to be in the right construction. Yes. Yes. Anybody wants to help me pray with these young people? That's fine. Amen. Amen. Hey, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Yeah, he wants to hang on. Somebody help me pray with this young man right here. He is really, the Lord's got something special. He already knows what that is. Thank you, Lord, for this young man right here. I thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do. I can see it on him, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In fact, I just want to pray over you the blood of Jesus Christ. There is nothing that can penetrate that blood when it's been applied to your life. You've surrendered to the Lord, and so therefore he's open to touch you right now like never before. You are not to fear what the devil's going to do. You're not to fear what the enemy is going to try to do for you or to you in the name of Jesus. You're going to walk with boldness. You're going to walk with strength and anointing. And the Lord knows it, and he's going to use you for his glory. Thank you, Lord. If I pray like that for these young people like that, you, you single them out in prayer because these are the ones that really need it because they're about to make a difference fast like really quick, like bringing people and touching people's lives like never before. There are some in here that you're just going to be saved by what's being said today. You've just been struggling so much you can't even think about picking up a sword right now. That's good. You're here for the purpose of getting healed. You're here for the purpose of getting delivered and to feel strong again in who you are in the Lord. Maybe for your very first time. You didn't even know this existed. And still I started telling the testimonies of Anthony Clark and people that are boldly telling people about the Lord. It's going to be for your salvation for you to be obedient to the Lord. But then there's young people like this that have feared the devil wanted you to have that kind of fear. Yo, you're not to, yes, woo, there's power here. There's power right here. There's power right here in these two young men. Thank you, Lord. Woo, thank you, Lord. Man, there's something strong going on right here. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. He said, I'm no respecter of persons. What I'll give to one, I'll give to another. Now desire it. I hand you the sword that will cut everything that's not of me. I'll give you the sword that will cut it all, and it will expose it. It will not touch you any longer. You are the head and not the tail. You are the authority. I'm going to season your words with the right things to say and do that will separate you for his glory. Amen. Amen. There's something strong right here, these two young men. Something powerful. Powerful, powerful, powerful. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing here. Hallelujah, Lord. There's something going on, and you're doing something. Amen. Amen. It's just a desire. Now the desire is going to stretch. It's going to be for places and regions. Amen. Not just school. It's going to be outer places. Outer places. The desire in her heart to reach people. Thank you, Lord, for this. There's something going on. There's something going on, young people. There's something going on, church, for our 
believers right here. The Lord is going to save you. You can go ahead and play the music. That's fine. We're concluding today. Thank you, Lord. There's something going on right here. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I thank you for these two. I thank you for the peace that passes all understanding that you're placing on their hearts. Old things are passed away and all things become new. For these two individuals that stand here today, Lord, I thank you, Lord. The power and the authority of your name will come out of their mouths and people will know that there are believers walking in the truth. Thank you, Lord. You are not to fear what the devil may bring you. You are not to fear what the enemy will try to say or do to you. You are not to fear what the enemy will say or do. You're going to speak the name of Jesus and boldness and authority and people's lives are going to be changed because when you speak it, it's going to bring power. It's going to bring change to people's lives. Hallelujah. Then you'll forget about the past. you forget about what people think. You will forget about it because he just placed authority and anointing in your lives. Amen. Amen. Congregation, don't you agree with this? Amen. Aren't you thankful our young people are surrendering to the Lord today? Yes. Yes. I want you to say this. I'm a warrior. And I'm a believer. And God's going to use me. He loves me. No matter what I've said or what I've done, He loves my soul. And today, I surrender my soul to Him. I give him my heart, the deceitful heart that I have as a man or woman. Now today, I give it to him, and I will seek him first in the morning. There's some of you, you need to establish a prayer time in the morning. You need to have it with a friend that will keep you accountable, that you will pray with each other and say, Lord, what is it this day you want us to do? There's some of you that are going to see your school as an evangelistic place to start witnessing to people. Why? Because you don't care anymore what people think. You don't care anymore what people think. You know that it's for the glory of God. Thank you, sweetheart. God bless you. I love you. (laughs) Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Let me tell you what he's doing for y'all. He's separating you. This is separating you from the world and the way they think. This is your true identity in Jesus Christ. It's not what they say you are. This is your true identity. Jesus is your true identity. Say, well, it's a little weird sometimes. Yeah, well, I'm a little weird, right? (laughs) You're a little weird sometimes, right? (laughs) It may seem a little weird right now to you. Because you just separated that just be normal to now being the warrior that the Lord is calling you to be. Calling you to be the Christian you're going to be. This is salvation. This is what it's all about. We either believe this stuff or we don't. No more hope-so salvation. It's a no-so salvation. That's what's beautiful. I know I'm saved. I know that I'm living for the Lord. I know I'm right by listening to the voice of the Lord. I know that I'm going to witness to people like I've never witnessed before. That is your identity in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. You believe that? Amen. You believe that? Especially for you. You already know that. You're a vessel. You are a vessel that the Lord really wants to use for his glory. It'll flow through you. It will flow through you. I think that some of you right now are kind of thinking, man, I don't want to really be known like that. That's your flesh talking. That's okay. That's okay. I remember going through that. But the first time, you cross over to the other side. And what is that like? Praying with a friend and God heals her mom. Because her mom had cancer. And you said, let's pray and ask God to heal your mom. God heals her mom. Oh my gosh, you're no longer a weirdo anymore. You become the Savior. Amen? Amen. 
This is what I'm talking about. You would say, some people would say, Brother Rick, kids don't want to hear that anymore. Wrong. That's a lie. Whenever you associate pain with something that can help them and give them strength and deliver them, it comes together just like this. They didn't know that that was what's going to really save you is for you to find your purpose. It's not your purpose to conform. It's your purpose to go all in. Give your whole heart and soul and mind to the Lord every morning that you wake up and ask Him to mold you and to make you and to bring the right people into your past. That's what it's all about. That's going to save you from where you go and who you talk to and who you see. That's going to save you from all that mess. Why? Because you're only doing what the Lord told that he would do. Let me tell you something. If he can do it for Anthony Clark at the age of 16, he can do it for you. 14, 15, 16, 13, whatever your age is, he can do it for you. You see this? That's not by accident that when somebody falls out of the Spirit. Not, that's not by accident. The Lord's doing this. Your tears are not by accident. Amen. Amen. And I don't have to hype you up anymore. Let's just let the Lord have his way. One of the first things you do is you lift your hands to the Lord and you surrender everything to him. Now, it may not be easy, but just know this. When you do it, you're going to feel something come over you. You're going to feel him come over you. And that's going to be the beginning of your new identity in Jesus Christ. Are you ready for it? All right, here it goes. Raise your hands. Lift your hands and surrender. Do whatever you can do to surrender. Don't worry, he's got your back. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to accept everything. Just, there you go. That's it. I surrender to you, Lord. Amen. Amen. I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I give you my mind. Every morning I wake up, Lord, I'm turning to you. I can't do it my way anymore. It's too painful. It just doesn't work. I've got to turn it over. And Lord, the preacher said, forgive, forgive us for the leaders that didn't show us that this is the way you have to live. This is the way to be as Christians. He said, forgive us. So you're forgiving us. Now we're going to show you and give you of how he can change people's lives through you. Amen. I lay my hands on you and I thank you that you're accepting the anointing that he's given you. That's powerful. He's given the healing that you need in your heart. Your mind's okay. Just let him do it. It's okay. Yep, sometimes it's not easy. I know. Sometimes it's not easy. Thank you. I know. But you're doing it. You're doing it. And he's going to meet you all the way. He's going to meet you all the way. Amen. He's a gentleman. Amen. He loves you so much. He's not like man. He's a gentleman. Amen. He's the Lord. He's going to love on you like never before. You're going to see the true identity of the way it should be by people loving and doing it the right way. Amen. Amen. Devil, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus Christ. This is a child of God that's being healed internally right now. The Lord is loving on you. That's it, dear. That's it. The Lord's loving on you. He's loving on you. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's surrendering right now. That's surrendering right now. Old things are passed away and all things become new because you found your identity in the Lord Jesus Christ today. Amen. He loves you so much. He's coming down and giving you the biggest hug that he could ever give you. Amen. Amen. You're going to be healed in your body because you can't handle the shame and the stuff that came from the devil. I rebuke that spirit in Jesus' name. You're no longer going to carry that stuff anymore. 
You are a true believer in Christ, and old things are passed away, and old things are becoming new right now. In your present circumstance, he's doing that for you. He's saying to you, I love you with all of my heart. Just love me. Seek me first, and all these things will be found when you do that. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for delivering these young people right now from old stinking thinking. I call it old stinking thinking. Stinking thinking, amen. Anything that, that faith without works is what? Faith without works is dead. And anything that's dead stinks. Amen. So now your faith is, is I'm up here and I'm telling everybody, old things are passed away and old things become new. I'm a new creature in Christ. Everybody see, this is my day to be delivered. This is my day to be set free. This is my day to let the Lord love me like he never has before. I just can't do it anymore the other way. Thank you, Lord, for this revival that we're seeing among our teens today right now. This is the beginning of revival. You'll teach others what it's like to really be set free because you're letting the Lord have his way in your life. He loves you. He loves you so much. I believe that when I say that to you. The Lord loves you right where you are. You don't know my circumstances. No, I don't, but he does. And he still says, I love you right where you are. No matter what you've ever said, no matter what you've ever done, no matter what you ever identified with in your class or in your school or with people, it does not matter. He loves you just the way you are. He took on all the sins of the world. He took on all the garbage and the trash just for you. Oh, that's powerful. Amen. He thinks more of you as teenagers that have an open heart and mind than he does people that have been in the church forever. Why? Because you're right there. You're just right there to be converted. Old things are passed away. You'll never forget this day. This is the day you will never forget how the Lord changed your heart and your mind and gave you the sword. Amen. I want you to lift one right hand. I want you to lift your right hand up if you feel like God's giving you the sword. If you feel strong. I, good. I believe that, young man. I believe that. I see that, especially in you. Especially in you. You have taken the sword. You have taken the sword. I see that. I see that. Yes, you have. Yeah, you have. Come on, fist bump. Yeah, I like those better. All right? Yep. You do it. That's why, that's why we're crying. That's why we're feeling it right now. This isn't just emotion. This is commitment. But I'm going to tell you something. This emotion feels pretty good, right? Because you've just been forgiven. You've just been set free. You, he just loved on you. Amen. Everybody just love on the Lord a minute. Amen. Amen. Everybody just lift your voice and love on the Lord a minute if you can. Amen. Lord, you told me how much you love this sweet young lady. You told me, Lord. I thank you, Jesus that I'm here to tell her today as I lay my hands on her head that you're going to walk her all the way through the part of life that she needs to go through to be the overcomer that you want her to be in her mind, her body, her soul, and her spirit. I thank you for this, Lord. Don't her ever doubt it. May she never doubt and may she always believe that he loves you. Just little old you. Little old you. Just little old you. He loves you so much and he cares about you and he wants you to receive everything that he has for you. He wants you to pick up that sword once you've received the faith to believe. He wants you to pick up the sword. Oh, this feels good. This feels good. This feels good. Amen. The Lord's doing something good. Amen. Look what he's doing for our teenagers. Here you go, dear. Here you go, dear. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Yes. Amen. I'd like to speak to our, go ahead, you guys keep singing. I'd like to speak to our adults. You guys have been dealing with some things that we've never dealt with before. The pressure, 
and the confusion that's come in the world. The things that you're facing with your work, your job, and people you're dealing with. I'm going to pray over you, the adults in here right now. I wish you would just lift one hand up if you're an adult in here, and I'm going to pray over you. I'm going to believe that when I stretch forth my hand to you, that you're going to receive strength. No, 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 no. The Lord just spoke to me and made this clear. You are going to receive wisdom. It's going to come in a powerful way. You are going to receive wisdom in a situation that you're dealing with, and the wisdom is going to come strong to you, and you're going to know exactly what to say and do. And then it's going to be your choice to be able to step out and speak it. But you know what I'm talking about. It's a decision at work or a decision in your family. You're not going back. You're not going back. It's going to be going forward. I'm only going to go forward. I'm not going to be afraid of my kids. I'm not going to be afraid of him. I'm not going to be afraid of her. I'm not going to be afraid of any spirit that dwells in anybody that's not of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to use his name. And I'm going to have the power. And the Lord's going to back me no matter what I say or what I do. Let me tell you something. You walk back in that house and you boldly proclaim the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You claim it over your kids. You claim it over your family. You claim it over everybody that's in that building. You claim it in Jesus' name. And then you be who God wants you to be. And if you have a problem saying the name of Jesus, then go ahead and start practicing right now. (laughs) Go ahead and start saying that name right now. Because that name is going to bring power. That name is going to change circumstances in your workplace. That name is going to change spaces or situations in your family. That name is changing these kids right now because they are identifying not with the church. They're not just identifying with believers today. They're not just coming here to do good. They're identifying with the only one that can save them. And that's the Lord Jesus Christ. And now today you know he loves you. He's forgiven you. He accepts you just the way you are and now you are going to be the warrior that's going to teach us what to do you will be the warriors that will give us the the know-how and how to say and what to do we're going to see the revival become you because why you can't take the pain anymore and you're saying i'm going to receive and gain from my pain amen you believe that clap your hands you believe that amen yes Woo. Y'all keep on singing. I haven't stripped a whole gear yet, but I'm getting close. Amen. Amen. What else? What else is the Lord doing? Amen. You guys sing whatever you sing, and I'm going to let you guys worship. You know what? I want to ask you a quick question. How many young people? You're changed today. You know something happened. Don't look around. Look at me. Just show me. You're changed today. No? Where are you? Oh, <laughs> I guess I didn't say that, did I? Raise your, raise your hand. Change today. Raise your hand. Thank you. Amen. Amen. He knows right where you are. Let me tell you, if some of you raised your hand just by faith because you're hoping that it'll stick, that's okay. Did you hear me? Some of you are thinking, oh, I've done this before. Don't worry about that. I rebuke that. It's trying to discourage you. Let me tell you, spiritual warfare is more serious and real in the life of teenagers than it is in any adult. Spiritual warfare is more serious and more real in the life of teenagers than any adult. It's more real. Because you are in the cataclysmic clash right now. You're in that clash. And when you cross over like you did today, 
and said, from this day forward, I'm going to trust him with all of my heart. I'm going to put him first. You just open up heaven. Amen. Amen. Let's worship a little bit. Connect with this Lord that you've made a commitment with today. You guys see him, they're going to connect. Amen. Just thank him. Thank you. Amen. I'm so thankful what the Lord's doing among our teenagers. Yes. If any adults want to come pray with these teens, come on down. Come on down. Amen. There are teenagers here that just can I can I say it publicly? <laughs> Let me tell you something. This is the word from the Lord right here. What this lady just spoke into my ear, and I want to share it with you. And here it is. Just know that when you screw up, hear me, when you screw up because you will, the first time after this meeting, he still loves you. Thank you for sharing that. Every teenager needs to hear that, every person. As soon as you mess up, just remember, it's not about your mess up. It's about his grace and his mercy for loving you just for who you are. The best thing you can do when you screw up, because you will, and I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say the word up. Um, Oh, the other word, I'm sorry, whatever. All right. <laughs> when you mess up, that's when the enemy wants to attack and say, see, I told you it wasn't real. I told you you're no good. I told you you couldn't do this religious thing. That's the kind of stuff he'll say to you. And I want you to know something. We have indoctrinated you to think that way. Some people have. They didn't do it on purpose, but they have. That's when you say, Lord, oops. I did it again. No, okay. You know what I'm saying? That's when you say, that's when you say, you know what? I messed up. And you throw your hands up and you ask God to forgive you one more time. Did you know you can do that 70 times seven a day? That's 490 times. Actually, that was just an illustration when he said that. But what that really means is no matter how many times you mess up, that's when you go to the Lord. When you go to the Lord and you meet the Holy One with the thing that you just did that wasn't holy, that's going to give you the strength to keep going. And it's also going to give you the strength to quit sinning. Why? Because you don't want to feel guilty anymore because it feels really good on this other side to where you're walking from glory to glory. And the more souls you win and you set, set those, 
those seats on those seats, the more you're going to want to stay accountable to the Lord and do right. That's the way that works. Yeah, but you got Susie over there that's been watching you, and you're thinking about going over there and messing around. Uh, can't do that. Why? Because somebody's watching you. The souls you win are going to be the greatest thing that holds you accountable. It's amazing how that works. Amen. It's just the Lord. Thank you, sweet lady that did that. Hey, I want to ask, how many of you teenagers in here that have not been baptized? You, you haven't even been baptized in Jesus' name. You hadn't experienced that, and you want to be baptized. Raise your hand. Is there anybody that have not been baptized that want to be baptized? All right. Everybody's been baptized. Good. And they're baptizing some people up there, two people. Amen. Baptizing two people right now up there. We just want to make that clear. Amen. Amen. Let's continue to worship and thank the Lord for what he's done. Amen. You guys go ahead. God bless you.